0: Hey, how you doing there? I'm Steve Durr, and I'm here with...
1: Hi, Steve. This is Steve Thompson.
0: And... Jeff Steele. Not Steve. Not Steve. The Jeffrey. Um, and we're here today to continue our little panel discussion on our Growing in Christ through Ephesians podcast. So thanks for joining us. Uh, pick up, uh, Pull up a chair, and let's, uh, let's share together, shall we? That's good. I, had a, I have an aunt that says together, like to gather together. Like to gather together, and that that's kind of a, annoying. In like quarter <laughs> you instead of quarter, corrector. I do, but then I feel like uh, that's not lo- showing love. Probably not. Yeah. Tom's tells it. So let's like talk it is. together. Um am so,
1: jerk that way. Yes. You said that wrong.
0: That's called coarse joking, and we'll get into that. Oh, um, shoot. Perfect. So um, Ephesians chapter 5, I think we started there, or maybe t- tail end of Ephesians 4 this week. But um, So in the midst of what, all the different things we shared this week, what were some kind of takeaways or interesting things that grabbed your attention?
1: That's great. Jeff Steele has an answer to that Jeff,
2: one. Jeff, go. Well, it's week two of sin talk. <laughs> So that's pretty awesome because we love talking about sin.
0: Especially since we know that we're so perfect. Yeah. And it's very comfortable to talk about sin when you don't sin very often. Yeah, it
2: makes it a lot easier for sure. Um, Or at least just talk about everybody else's sin, not ours. I guess a question that that comes to my
1: mind is like, why did Paul feel the need to spell this out? And I did no research on this, by the way, but it's just like, why did Paul have to tell these people that seemingly very obvious things? Th- this can't go. You don't go there. Well, not everything is obvious.
2: Um, but but some things, yeah, might seem like kind of common sense. You should not do that. Um, it's kind of like the sign at the zoo that says, don't climb into the bear's enclosure. You know, that seems like you shouldn't need That's that sign. That's common sense, right? But somebody must have tried it. <laughs> <laughs> in order for them to put that sign there, right? Um,
1: and there's probably a legal action taken that made right. the zoo have to put the sign there. Or how
0: about like the coffee? Like mm-hmm. oh, the hot coffin, coffee, 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 hot, coffin, hot you caliente, know, hot. caution, don't pour it. Yeah, on your in the car,
2: exactly. Yeah, somebody did that once. Someone did it and, and made a lot wall. of money, right? It didn't go well uh, for them. So, like a lot of these things are that hey, this is not going to go well. Uh, kind of things like the, 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 maybe a prevailing view of God in our culture. Um, when you think about the Bible, if you don't, you haven't spent a, a lot of time, um, following Jesus, you might have this view of God that God is this, uh, we call it the cosmic killjoy right. or, you know, he's, um, Stern. yeah, he, he's the guy who makes a lot of rules and he's really there to spoil your fun.
0: He's the guy at a dance that comes and says, you're
2: dancing too close. <laughs> He's right? got a ruler. He's got and a he ruler. The, and it's the size the of a King James Version Bible. The, <laughs> a the thick thickness one. thickness of the Bible. Yes. Yeah, I think in Christian school, they say, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's I good. don't know. Um, I learned so much in Christian school. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get into most of that, although it might fit. Um, so... So this this idea, God is out there to spoil your fun, God has rules, and, and basically life is a test. Can you follow the rules or not? If you can, you can be a good person, uh, you inherit the kingdom of heaven, um, but if not, if you don't measure up, you, uh, you, you don't avoid sin and you don't leave room for the Holy Spirit, then um, you don't. You don't measure up and you're out. Right. That's kind of a that's kind of a take. I, I think that's a pretty popular view of of what God is but in the world. You're not saying that's the correct take. I'm not saying that's the correct take. Right. I'm I'm saying like, you know, growing up, you hear a lot of the rules, and say, don't do this, don't do this, um, and you think, okay, so life is really about if I just follow these rules, I'll be okay. And interestingly, for us, for Christians especially if you grew up in a Christian home, I think, you get this um, sense that most of the rules are about don't. Right. Right? Like there's not a whole lot of positive rules, um, but there are a whole lot of don't rules. We don't do that because right. we're followers of
0: Jesus. You know what not to be. You don't necessarily have a vision of what to be. Yeah. How does that
1: sound? That was really good. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Continue. If if you want to be a Christian, you are against uh, certain things. Right. And, you know, that list changes as culture changes and, um, and as church culture changes. You know, I mean, there was, it wasn't that long ago when it was generally considered like your Christian duty not to go to the movie theaters or, you know, don't, you can't cut your grass on Sunday and you can't, you know, you can't do all of these things that all your friends get to do. Right. They get to go play baseball on Sunday afternoon, but you don't because you're a Christian. Bummer for you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I think that uh, a personal theory of what might be going on here is that I think that part of just growing up uh, spiritually is very similar to growing up physically. And so like Barry pointed out, that there, he heard the words of his mom, don't touch, hot. Mm-hmm. There's that very. I
0: like how he said it too. Yeah. For don't sure. touch. You
1: could hear his mom say Hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Like to a little guy. Absolutely. It was kind of in that voice. Yeah. That was a good bear. And I'm sure Barry had to have that said over and over again. he like touching it. But, anyways, uh, that, that's besides the point.
0: Two year old Barry with beard and overalls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. He did have a beard. He is a man's man. That
1: is fantastic. <laughs> that's Thank my visual. That visual. That's my visual from now oh, on. I love it. So there's in the physical world where you've got that tangible learning, behavioral learning, there will be consequences to stepping out of these lines. In the same way, there's those spiritual truths that we have to figure out. And so Paul has just given them this amazingly grandiose picture of their identity and our identity. But he's saying, so this does not mean you get to do now whatever you want because you're one of God's kids and he dearly loves you. He's saying, no, 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 there's ways that lead you deeper into life with God, and then there's things that don't lead you deeper into life, and they've got really terrible consequences, actually not only for you, but I think for community, and a big, a big part of his concern is the community and how they live together, that these little pieces here, if you start living into them, not only are they destructive to yourself, but they're destructive to your relationship with people around you. And they just, they needed to hear it because they were so new. They're still pretty, at least a lot of the people he was writing to are still pretty new to spiritual things. And they they had to be told, you know what? You can't just sleep with anybody you want to. It has ramifications. You know, you can't just gossip or lie. It has ramifications. That's a little theory of mine.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, uh, what I enjoyed about this uh, passage or like the top of Ephesians chapter five, verse one, it's like, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Um, so live a life of love, filled filled with love, following the example of Christ, who loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. But I think what I like about that is that the idea, like you said, like when you're a little kid, you start trying to emulate your father or your mother. I mean, those become your early heroes. Um, and so, you know, you're like I think as a boy, you know, standing next to my dad, looking in the mirror while he shaves and me pretending to shave that kind of thing I think that I think you're right, Tom I think in this situation um, I could see Paul saying uh, it's time for you to get in the bathroom with God and watch how he shaves and start imitating him. let him teach you the God life um, a new way of living. you've been doing it different but let's teach you a new way but that includes. Um, here's some things to avoid uh, and are not a part of the imitate God stuff.
1: That's awesome. I love that imagery. Except yeah. That if God is Jewish, he wasn't shaving.
0: Right. So, <laughs> right. That's true. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: God's not Jewish. He's, wow. Jesus transcends ethnicity. We could
0: talk about Jesus as a Jewish man in heaven right now. <laughs> yes. That'd be pretty cool. He's just trimming. Let's just keep going, though. Okay. So, anyway, so. What do you guys think about this idea of when it comes to sin, not just being against something, but being for something? um, What do you think Christians should be known for? What are we for, do you guys think? That we'd say, hey, we want everyone to know we are for this
2: as followers of Jesus. Right. And the the easiest, most natural tendency is to go political with that. Right. Because that's do where I'm, I'm I'm not doing <laughs> okay. it. I'm saying that's where we tend to want to go. Right. Like, okay, well, God is for this particular thing. Or, so we kind of use
0: them to bolster our own view on a particular thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To say, well, you know, God is clearly a Republican or God is clearly a Democrat, you know, because of these particular, you know, choose your issue and say, this lines up more with God. So therefore God is blessing this particular side. Um, so when you say what we're for and what we're against like that's i feel like that's the most natural tendency is to go political but as soon as you do that you're i mean you are going against and and yeah. I, and i feel like that that is kind of how the church is characterized a lot is when they're against all kinds of things and and that's that's what it means to be a follower of jesus is to be against um all these things and and i just i don't when i read a text like this i don't i don't think it should be that way. Like, I mean, sure, it says a lot of things. Like, let me see. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. These have no place among God's people. Okay, so we should be against sexual immorality, impurity, and greed.
1: Seems a little obvious, maybe.
2: You know... I don't know, though. Sexual immorality, to be against it is correct. Um, But that means actually not doing it. Also, which is not as easy to come by. I mean, how many? Good grief! Just look at all of the political leaders. I said I wasn't going to get political, but look at all the political leaders, church leaders who you could go there. are yeah. are voting a certain way well, in. I lost you there in Congress, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. And then their behavior. Um, there was just something I uh, headline a couple of weeks ago about a. A guy who passed legislate legislation or he voted for legislation to strengthen laws against prostitution. Right. And then they found out that, like, while he's on the taxpayer dime Uh-oh. at hotels, he is hooking up with prostitutes. Ugh. Like, so <laughs> Classic <laughs> yeah. case
1: of the preacher preaching against the very thing he's struggling
2: with. Yeah. Right. So to say let there be no sexual immorality. Okay, I'm... I know that the right answer is to be against that, but if you're going to be against that, you have to actually not do it also. Sure, like right. you you have to, um, and, and I'm not trying to minimize that. I understand. I mean, I mean, lots of people struggle really, really hard right. with things like pornography and sexual addiction and that kind of stuff. So, like, there's help and stuff out there. Um, it's not this isn't like a condemning shame kind of thing. it's It's like this is not right, and you know that it's not right, and you know that this isn't bringing you life.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of like, what are you pursuing too, don't you think? I mean, there's gotta be that sense of uh, you might find yourself in these circumstances, but are you pursuing God's best here? Are you seeking health? Are you seeking healing? Are you seeking to um, find victory in those areas, but also to imitate God? um yeah i think there's that you know there becomes that heart motivation issue in the midst of all that too
1: yeah similar to what andy said it's not like how close can i get to the to the fire but how more can i pursue god how hard can i pursue god another positive uh picture of what we're pursuing here i think is uh, again i'm fully on board with the concept of Paul inviting us to be united in Christ and he's trying to paint a picture of what that looks like as a community and even at the end of uh, Ephesians 5 saying that marriage the oneness that can be found and pursued in marriage, that ideal, that lofty ideal of oneness is exactly what Jesus and God have, the Trinity have and the Holy Spirit have within the Godhead and it's also what Christ and the church are supposed to have. And so how is that supposed to be played out within the church? So there's this hugely positive picture of pursuing community and the kingdom community, community uh, submitted to a, having a knee to the kingdom and, and God and Jesus as Lord. And what when you start to engage in the negative stuff, it destroys community. Right. So as we're pursuing whole one Life-giving community; those things have got to drop away, and things that promote that oneness have got to be more and more of a habit.
0: Right. It's it's the whole thing we talked about early on in the midst of all this, which is in Ephesians. It's written to you know bodies, corporate communities, faith communities, not just to individuals. And you're right. We read this most often um, individually. Um, checking our own life by that vice list, uh, thinking about the virtue list for us, instead of saying, no, this is as a community, how are we living? And so um it's important that we're pursuing to imitate God in the midst of that and, and submitting to one another and sacrificing and bending the knee for one another because it is a community. And you're right, those things can the other things can very much damage and destroy that very community. That uh, and that unity of the spirit that we have. So right. um, I think that's a good insight.
2: And the, so there are, there are negative things that can destroy community. Um, and so, but, but there's also positive pictures that we have to pursue. Uh, you're talking about like, like a, a husband-wife relationship um, because the chapter wraps up, you know, uh, love your wife, uh, husband must love his wife as he loves himself, wife must respect her husband. Yeah. Um, like that's the ideal, that's the picture and so for us, we might try to avoid the negatives on that. And it would be, to me, it's like saying, well, do you? how do you show your wife that you love her? Well, I don't talk down to her. Right. I don't demean her. I don't make demands of her. It's like, okay, so you don't not love her. Right. <laughs> yeah. which is great so if a wife says to her husband do you love me well I don't not love you right <laughs> like,
1: yeah I've done enough
2: to okay. show you, you know. uh, that
1: was a really good valentine's day card. that's great yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't not, not love, love you, you. <laughs> um, I'm doing just enough <laughs> you know same same thing a wife should respect your husband well I don't disrespect him right okay cool um so but we've avoided the negative yeah. so we're not tearing down now so now let's let's look at the next step what does that picture actually look like what can right. we pursue
0: yep and i think i like some of the things in here like in uh ephesians 5 um starting verse 18 it talks about not getting drunk with wine but be filled with the spirit sing psalms hymns spiritual songs among yourselves make music to the lord in your hearts give thanks for everything i just love that picture of that kind of um that gathering of people together filled with thanksgiving filled with focusing in on God together remembering who God is remembering who they are together being filled with the spirit i like that image together of community um and that's kind of a positive i guess is there there's that sense of the very music of heaven being the soundtrack of your community together how does that sound i kind of like that yeah
1: yeah, they publish a book.
0: Yeah, it's probably I, I. If there is a soundtrack of heaven, it's definitely in eighties oh. style. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, eighties alternative. Alternative. Yeah. Back back in the day, we called it progressive. Oh, okay. yeah. So Huey
2: Lewis um, is didn't. like leading the angel
0: choir.
1: <laughs> that would not be progressive, but I'm all on board with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's very pop. Yeah. Anyway, so any other final stuff, guys, before
2: we wrap her up.
1: Does anybody have any interesting stories that might bring this to light?
2: Interesting stories about sin? Yes. Well, that I got some. Yeah, we'd love to hear
0: it. But I'm not going to share them right now. We'll be quiet in a second. We'll let you admit yours out loud. Yeah. So no matter where you are, if you're in a coffee shop listening to this, just yell it out. I'm a sinner. I gossiped about my boss today. Whatever it is. Actually, don't do that. That'd be bad. Just go to God in prayer. Anyway. And so, so hide
1: it. But (laughs) sorry. It's not making like a serious. Uh, we've joke,
0: clearly man. lost all sense of direction. So let's wrap our time up in prayer. So uh, Jeff, would you pray for us? Yeah.
2: Oh, God, thanks so much for your word. And thanks so much for the things that you lead us into. And um, I, I don't know for, I, I feel like for some of us, we might be uh, really more identifying some negative cycles in our life and some things that are, not, not just not bringing us life, but they're actually bringing us death. And they're actually hurtful to ourself and to our relationships. And, and uh, God, so for, for those things, I pray um, that you replace that darkness with light, that, you, that your spirit would do a work uh, in all of us, that, that we can leave those things behind. We can confess them to a trusted um, friend or spouse or someone. And um, and that we can leave those things behind, and then, and then for for those who are you know kind of kind of following the rules and kind of observing, God, I pray that you would give us a vision of life, a vision of the future that's so full of you and full of the Spirit that we just can't help but pursue that. Um, God make us a church that runs after you in your name, Amen.
0: Amen. Hey, thanks for listening and joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Ciao.